You're listening to 103.9 Life FM Gippsland. This is David Braithwaite with the local news headlines. Wellington and Bass Coast Shire councils this week adopted their 2023-24 budgets. Both councils have increased the amount of revenue from rates and charges by 3.5% in line with the cap imposed by the state government. Submissions received by Wellington Shire Council to its draft budget resulted in no changes, but some items will be considered further. The Wellington Shire budget includes a capital works program of $42.7 million with $25.3 million for roads, footpaths, bridges and drainage. Among the projects planned are the redevelopment of the Aqua Energy Aquatics Complex and Sale, reconstruction and widening of Sale to Ngabi Road, an electric vehicle charger at Stratford and road slip rectification in Lacola, Dargo, Briagalong and Wanyip. Since the draft budget was released, the value of rateable properties has increased in the Shire, with the rate in the dollar imposed on property owners decreasing as a result. The Bass Coast Shire budget had minor changes from the draft document relating to urgent asset renewal works. The budget has $29.4 million in capital works, including upgrades at the Inverloch Hub, Bass Recreation Reserve Pavilion, the Smith's Beach Car Park and Toilets, and play spaces across the Shire. Police have charged a man after executing search warrants at two Bansdale residential addresses on Tuesday. Officers located and seized replicas including an AK-47 assault rifle, a Beretta handgun and an H&K MP7. The search warrants related to an ongoing investigation into child abuse materials. A 24-year-old Bansdale man has been charged with possessing imitation firearms and accessing, possessing and distributing child abuse materials and was bailed to appear before Bansdale Magistrates Court today. Partners in the Maryvale Energy to Waste project have signed off on a $48.2 million government grant. Consortium partners Opal, Veolia and Mazdar Tribe Australia secured the grant under the previous federal government with the signing of the grant agreement for the funding under the manufacturing collaboration stream of the Modern Manufacturing Initiative the next stage in the project. The facility will be the first of its kind in Australia to recover heat and power from municipal and commercial waste and support large-scale manufacturing in the Latrobe Valley. Using advanced European technology, it will divert 325,000 tonnes of waste per year from landfill and create an estimated 500 jobs during construction plus 455 ongoing roles. Gippsland Federal MP Darren Chester said the Maryvale project would take waste which would otherwise end up as landfill and convert it to energy for the Maryvale paper mill and potentially other users. Mr Chester said the world-class and environmentally sustainable project would support the economic recovery of the region. An investment by the state government will boost Victoria's bioenergy capacity with 24 projects across the state, including three in Gippsland, receiving funding to create renewable energy waste from organic waste, which would otherwise end up in landfill. More than $8 million has been provided through the Waste to Energy Bioenergy Fund, which is supporting farming and food production and other industry sectors to turn organic waste, including agricultural, livestock, food and wood waste, into electricity, heat, gas or liquid fuel. The funding will support a broad range of Victorian businesses to transition their operations to renewable energy and drive down their carbon emissions. Western Port Water will receive $212,500 to understand the viability for a waste-to-energy cogeneration facility at the Cows Wastewater Treatment Plant. Receiving $45,500, Energy360 is collaborating with a medium-sized dairy farm in Gippsland to conduct a feasibility study and business case for a waste-to-energy project using anaerobic digestion technology.
the Orbosan District Chamber of Commerce and Industry will receive more than $31,000 to study feedstocks and bioenergy options in or near the township, conduct basic biochemical testing on the major feedstocks and propose potential project sites. Environment Minister Ingrid Stitt said the funded projects would create regional jobs and income streams for farmers while increasing Victoria's bioenergy generating capacity by more than 6.8 megawatts was a win for cutting the amount of waste sent to landfill, a win for generating more renewable energy in Victoria, and a win in helping drive down carbon emissions. Agriculture Minister Gail Tierney said the projects would allow producers to become more energy efficient while providing opportunities to develop new revenue streams. Gippsland South State MP Danny O'Brien has called out the lack of detail behind the Labor State Government's decision to select the Port of Hastings as the construction port for offshore wind farms ahead of Barry Beach in South Gippsland. Mr O'Brien said he was disappointed by the decision to select a major port facility outside of Gippsland, limiting the prospective benefits to the region of the development of offshore wind. Asked by Mr O'Brien during a recent parliamentary committee hearing about the total capital required to bring Hastings up to standard, Ports Minister Melissa Horne said it could not be provided as assessments were still taking place. Mr O'Brien said this was relevant given a private company was prepared to risk his own capital to develop Barry Beach and provide thousands of local jobs there. The Nationals MP said there were practical challenges for both ports which would require further investment but the reasoning behind the decision to choose the port of Hastings over Barry Beach was clear as mud. More students with disability and additional needs will get extra support with the state government delivering an Australia First disability inclusion package to all Victorian government schools with all school regions moving to the new approach by 2025. Education Minister Natalie Hutchins yesterday announced a $46 million package which will get more support flowing to schools not already in their program more than six months earlier than planned, in response to feedback from schools who said the early release of funding would enable them to better train and hire staff ahead of the new school year. The disability inclusion package shifts the focus towards what a child can achieve rather than what they need extra support with. More than 850 schools have already moved to the new funding model, with another 720 making the switch. Schools in Gippsland will receive the funding early next year and move to the new model in 2025. Specialist schools will now also receive extra preparatory funding. Thousands of rainbow trout will be stocked in more than 80 lakes across Victoria, including at Churchill, Garfield, Hayfield, Sale and Pakenham, these school holidays. Most family fishing lakes feature pontoons or jetties, good access paths and parking for fishers of all abilities, as well as other nearby facilities like barbecues and toilets. There will be a daily bag limit of five trout, of which only two can exceed 35 centimetres. State Outdoor Recreation Minister Sonia Kilkenny said family fishing lakes featured good access, regular stockings of catchable sized fish and ideally located to get children into fishing. This is 1039 Life FM Gippsland.